You're listening to The Endless Party with your hosts, Megan Elijah Armstrong. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. We are so happy that you are joining us here today. Today's episode is all about the principle of proactivity. And in a lot of episodes, I think we refer back to this principle. And so I wanted to take a whole episode just to explain what proactivity means to us and how we are choosing to implement it into our own lives. Yeah, it's honestly like it's to simply put it, it's a choice, Mm -hmm. right? It's this understanding that you always have a choice to either do nothing or to do something, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it's incredible because that's one of the single greatest things that we have been given on this earth is our ability to choose, right? Because that ultimately determines everything. what we want to do for a living, who we want to be with for a living. Like all of these different things is up to us and we have to take the action to do so. Absolutely. Especially (coughs) for those individuals who are listening, who are blessed to live in a country that gives you freedoms and liberties and rights. It is so critical that you act on your own personal freedom and liberty. And so sometimes we get caught in, to these traps of thinking, oh, I acted this way because my environment was such, or I acted this way because this individual made me do this. Right. And that's not the case. At no, the end it's of a major the, pitfall. <laughs> it's a major pitfall. And at the end of the day, you ultimately decide how you are going to respond to your environment to individuals, to whatever situation or curve that life throws you in. So a fantastic example comes from Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And this podcast pulls a lot from this book and this principle because he does a fantastic job of just expounding on it. But there was a man who was a concentration camp survivor. And basically his entire environment was controlled. Mm -hmm. He was controlled by the guards. He was controlled, you know, by the situation of being, you know, in the camp and doing the, you know, doing whatever they had to do in the camp. And he was surrounded by, you know, thousands of individuals who were all, you know, it seemed like their external freedoms and very much so their external freedoms were taken away. They, Mm -hmm. they didn't have that daily freedom that we have to do what we want and all the things. But anyways, he, in that moment and in that critical situation he was in, he recognized that although they took away all of his external freedoms, they could never take his internal freedom away. They could never take away his power to choose how this situation was going to affect him. Uh And he came out a survivor and he inspired the lives of thousands of people within the camps. And he also inspired the guards because nothing they did could make this man crumble or fall because he was he was so empowered by the fact that it was like they could never take away how the situation was going to affect him that was on him and so he later left the concentration camp and he became a professor and he began lecturing on this 
idea of proactivity and it's just such an inspiring story because you know I would I would say he would be justified in every way to be like you know this situation is terrible and it did really affect me and this you know like to blame everything on you know the injustice of his situation but he he didn't allow that to happen and so I just think it's so beautiful no it's really cool there's also another story of a man who was in a concentration camp. I don't know if it was a Japanese concentration camp or a German, but he was a U.S. general. I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but he actually, after he got out of the camp and was freed, he went on to be a professional golfer. And so okay. in, in this story, which was pretty cool, so in the story, he was in a small, confined space that you couldn't even stand up in. I don't even think you could kneel up in. Like, he was restricted uh, to the point where you would just had to sit or lay down all day. That gives me the creeps. I'm so claustrophobic. What, <laughs> what ended up happening, every single day, he would sit and he would visualize 18 holes of golf. Really? He would play 18 holes of golf in his mind before, <clears throat> I think before the sun was even up or something like that. It was something crazy. But then he became a pro golfer after right and no. it was his it was his choice every day to determine what he was going to do and how he was going to spend his time i mean i can't even imagine being in such a confined like oh restricting God. place like this but instead of focusing on his problems he was like oh like i can visualize something good i can visualize something that i enjoy and <clears throat> i mean there's a lot of different lessons behind that story just visualization alone you could go on forever but he chose to be proactive given his situation with what he knew how to do. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, in all of these stories, what's, what's so mind-blowing about these, um, what's the woman who wrote the book? The Carrie? Is it Carrie? The one that you love? Oh, The Hiding Place? The Hiding Place. Okay, a Corey Ten Boom. Corey. Yeah. Corey Ten Boom. So that's a beautiful book as well, and it goes on to the same type of understanding that this woman and her sister just looked at all the positive things and like w chose to be proactive and they were concentration and they were survivors. yeah they were also yeah. concentration camp survivors i mean just, just incredible stories and it just makes me and i'm sure it makes all of us just be like what excuse what do, I, do i have <laughs> complaining about like my landlord's dogs you know right <laughs> Like, I have a warm bed to sleep in and a roof over my head, and these people, like, were confined to a four-foot-by-six-foot space. Yeah, and they suffered such inhumane conditions yes. that I will never have to... Right, and I'm like... You know, be a part you know, of... So it just makes me that much more eager to understand and learn this characteristic and apply it into my Absolutely. own life. I think another reason why implementing proactivity is so important is there's another principle that before you can be effective in a relationship, you need to become independent. You need to become very strong in who you are and what you stand for and what you choose to believe in. And proactivity can help you to foster this own independence of self and it helps you to also recognize your value. And the reason why this is important is because, one, it gives you a direction in your life, but, two, it allows you to impact the lives of other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's incredible, honestly. 
You know, one thing I was really thinking about too. So while you're on this topic of uh, relationships a little bit and how you need to be strong in yourself and recognize that you have that power to change things. Um, even within our marriage and different things like that, it's like I can't force Meg to do anything. No. Right? And Meg can't force me to anything, to do anything. And even if we read the scriptures, it talks about like, that's one of the greatest gifts God gives us is the ability to choose. He gives us our agency, right? He can't even force us to do anything. I think that's so right? incredible, so too. So he, he doesn't enforce anything. He gives us the guidelines and the rules that we should follow in order for us to have a more fulfilling life. And definitely that's the same within a healthy relationship, yeah. right? Your, your spouse, like there's times when Meg's like, hey, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right, <laughs> and obviously she she doesn't have the power to change me, but if I am able to recognize like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I I apologize for X Y Z. But what's mind boggling to me is the fact that we can't change anybody, and we can't make them make a certain decision based on our opinions. They have to make it for themselves. But what is incredible is that we can change we can choose for ourselves right. what we can do and how we can improve and you know how we can be proactive like you have a choice every day to sit and watch netflix or you can create right like it's up to you and that's what's crazy right it's it's crazy that people don't choose to like live a better life they choose yeah. the but that's just neither here nor there you know yeah that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about when we were <clears throat> in bed last night we were laying in bed and we were just talk we were just reflecting on our last 2 years of marriage and all that we've learned and how we've grown and all of those things and what's so fascinating is that something that we you know came to the conclusion of is that like a successful marriage really has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with, like, the two yeah. individuals. Yeah. So if, like, you're unhappy in a marriage, you need to change. Yeah. Like, you cannot, you know, it goes back to proactivity, but it's not on the other person to change. Yeah. You, you need to take a look inside yourself and see what you can do. And, that, and that's what I think makes... A marriage so successful, it comes down to the individual. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, it's like any situation. So we, I think all of you know this at this point, we come from athletic backgrounds, even in college. And I, I will just mention this. This is a little off topic, but I'll mention this. If you're in a relationship with somebody and you're doing everything that you can to change. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention um, this. Just get out of it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, when I was at uh, my previous college, the one I got my associates at and not my bachelor's, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I did everything that I could to make that environment good. And I did everything that I could to implement the practices that the coach wanted me to implement. And nothing. Like, nothing changed. It was just a toxic, horrible environment. And finally, I was like, I got to get out of here. I need to yeah. leave. Like, I need to I need to be in a better environment for myself because I'm willing to change, but nothing's giving. So, like, I have to make another step and change even greater by changing my environment. And so that's one thing I just wanted to mention is, like, 
if it comes down to it, it's <laughs> this is what's crazy, right? So even if you're in that toxic relationship, it is still you that has to yes. change, right? You have to have the courage to be like, I'm done. Yes, I'm absolutely. moving on. Like you have to take that proactive stance and change something, right? You've already done all this stuff to make it work and like did your best to be proactive in the relationship. Nothing happened. You were at a stalemate. It's time now for you to even be more proactive. Yep. And move break and be free. done and break free. You know, I mean, it's just crazy to me to understand this concept because it it can really, like we talked about at the beginning, just give you that freedom. Yeah. If you let it. If you let it. But the <clears throat> thing is, is like, I mean, it is intimidating. It's intimidating to Chain, take full yeah. responsibility oh, yeah. of your life and your choices and everything that has transpired. It's, it's intimidating. Yeah. You know, and it's also intimidating to look forward and be like, everything that happens ultimately comes back to me but then once you take that responsibility on your shoulders and take responsibility of your own life it is incredible how that burden isn't a burden anymore in fact it's liberating yeah it's so liberating to take everything onto your shoulders and say okay you know I recognize what happened in the past you know and maybe I liked it maybe I didn't but now I have the opportunity to move forward. A hundred percent. And to let go. Yeah. And it just is fantastic. <laughs> you know what's so cool about this understanding, right, is like if you look at the founding fathers of America, and, I mean, obviously we're very patriotic. We love this country. But if you look at the founding fathers of America, it's like they took responsibility and said Ugh, enough is yes. enough with living under a tyrant. I'm done. We're done. Right. So they took the proactive stance and fought against the single greatest country in the world at the time. And I would like to add they left. Yeah. They, they completely left. left. Right? They crossed the sea, left that they toxic were like, relationship. I'm we're done. done. <laughs> like I've done everything I can over here. So I'm finished. You know, and it, it's I mean, it's just mind blowing because it's like that's what this country was founded on was pr proactivity, was our freedom to choose. Right. Our pursuit of happiness, if you will. And that's what's so incredible about this is like we have that opportunity if we let it to make the greatest life for ourselves or the worst. Like it's really up it to really us. It really is up to you. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. And so recently in our lives, we, I think this summer, I think just get it, gearing up for being parents and just, I don't know what it is, but there has been just this newfound perspective profound change. profound change in us and a perspective for sure yes i almost am getting emotional talking about it because it's just been so beautiful and i just know that this profound change and the changes that we've made in our lives for the better in this you know these short couple months have all come down to this principle of elijah and i being like okay you know we're kind of unhappy with some things that are going on and that's okay, but now we're going to be the ones who make the change. Yeah, we're going to be the ones that say no this. more or enough is enough. Yeah, we can help or no, like this isn't okay. Yes, and our lives have been blessed immeasurably because of this. Yeah. And there is just such a security that you cannot 
buy from any job, any education. Like there's just there's just this security in being like true to who we are and our dreams and our goals and owning that responsibility for, you know, what happens every single day. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's pretty incredible. I mean, it's been a monumental change for us. And because we've been able to just accept responsibility for ourselves, it's like that's what actually spurred us to make this podcast and Mm -hmm. pursue our other goals and dreams because it's like this isn't happening because I'm not making it happen. Yes. Right? Like it is my decision. I can't blame anybody else at the end of the day. I can't blame my father. I can't blame my coaches. I can't blame anybody who like wronged me in the past. It's like I have to take full responsibility. And because of that, that has changed every aspect of our life. And what's cool about it is having this understanding, especially before our little twin girls get here, like we are so eager and ready to just teach them all of this understanding. And don't get me wrong, like, we're not going to be neglectful parents and be like, it's up to you, you know? (laughs) No, we're going to be so supportive. (laughs) No, but I just think when I just wish my parents would have taught me this understanding that it was like, look, like, no one owes you anything. Though this world doesn't owe you anything. Right. And I mean, I I don't even know who coined that, but like, it doesn't. Life doesn't owe you anything. And what's so incredible is like, as soon as you understand that, as soon as you get rid of the mindset of entitlement, you're freed. Like you're freed to be creative and ingenious and kind and nice and wise and everything that you want to be. Because as soon as you let go of that, like you become your full potential because now you're taking responsibility for who and what you are currently and who and what you will become. Absolutely. It's pretty cool. It's amazing. So, I, I mean, I think. I yeah, think no, I think it. that's I think it. If you have a chance, like, read the book. Stephen Covey's Stephen Seven, Seven Habits have, of Highly Effective People. I bring people. it up in a lot of podcasts because it really was the novel that I read that I think that changed my life and changed everything. It's a good one. Everything. It's, it's a really good one. Beautiful. So, you could definitely read it. Um, please leave us some comments and let us know if you have read it and what your insights are on you know, proactivity and just things in your life. We would love to hear from you. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for being here again. We hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful week, whatever. And whatever whatever's... stage you're listening <laughs> to this in. And whatever's going on in your life, you know, we wish you the best. And I hope that we've empowered you to, you know, just own it. So. Yeah, take responsibility. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Talk until next time. Okay, bye. You've been listening to The Endless Party. Please feel free to join us over at our website, theendlessparty.com, for more of our content. Also, we would love to hear from you. Leave some comments and let us know what you're interested in us talking about. Seriously, like, subscribe, leave a five-star rating, whatever it is the platform says to do, so that we can keep partying together.